eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yesterday was, I guess, I know it was the press conference for uh, Drew Holiday, but it almost kind of felt like media day number two in a way. Mm-hmm. We got to hear from Wick Grosbeck. We hear from Brad Stevens. We will hear from uh, from Drew Holiday. And there was something that we uh, missed in the Joe Missoula, J.J. Reddick podcast. But uh, let's just get to this right now because Nick, even though we were breaking balls about the whole Rihanna and Taylor Swift thing, right now is the time for the Celtics to grab the city. The Patriots right now are floundering. The Bruins had an unbelievable record-setting year, and the guys and one of the guys that people connected to most in Patrice Bergeron is not here anymore. The Red Sox are going through yet another period of transition. We know Jalen Brown's going to be here, so the stars are locked in and set. And uh, Wick Grosbeck was feeling a little nostalgic, just like we were talking to Dan Klecko about something that he remembered when walking in the door. I look at the next six years as a real opportunity for us, and that's not to take anything away from this year, but we're going to keep doing this until we uncover that banner, until we print something on that, or we're going to die trying. That was the first quote 20 years ago when we came in. We went banner 17, or I'm going to die trying. And we're going for banner 18 now, and um, that we're going to keep going. And now it would be nice if it was this year, and we have the makings this year, but so do a bunch of other teams. Interesting to hear the owner talk about we're in a six-year window because that is that means i mean again i know to a lot of people out there it doesn't matter but this is a guy saying yep we're gonna be in the second apron yep we're gonna be spending money what wick grosbeck did was just verbally write a check Mm -hmm. that by the time that it's all said and done when you look at the payrolls and stuff he committed himself to spending a billion dollars on players when yep. it's all said and done. Yeah, and, and I think, uh, you know, he I, I, that was so refreshing. I don't know. And and, 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 if, and the first thing I thought it was, wow, I bet you Red Sox fans are jealous about their owner being able to show up at a press conference pregame. 
<coughs> sorry, pregame or whatever, preseason, middle of the season, doesn't matter. The dude is willing to get up there in front of the mic and, and say how he feels and say we are all in because that is what it is. It's mm-hmm. We are all in. I'm putting myself. I'm putting Joe Mazzula, every decision that I've made, the fans. It's about to get real up in here. Like that is what we're talking about, and I, I feel like that's great. I mean, they've been building for this for a while. He knows it's going to cost him a bunch of money. $185 million committed in salary alone this season. Yeah, but that is the price of doing business in the NBA if you want to win a championship. Well, it's also the price of doing business when you have two legitimate bona fide superstars and one is an MVP candidate. Because I could argue that they got nice young stars in like Orlando, but they're not going to spend this kind of money. This has now been building to the point to where I think Wick Grosbeck knew, hey, I'm going to have to spend some dough to maximize these guys, and they've been saving up. Now's the time, and he knows it. <laughs> yeah, but you can't have one without the other. And I, I didn't. I'm not going to crunch the numbers right now, but I would say that any team, like any, if you grab the top five possible candidates, okay, for to win an NBA Finals, you would probably look at their roster and their spending and say, well, okay, they're over the apron also. Or they're flirting with it. It's going to be like, I think about those Golden State Warrior teams. Like, they're always over. They're always spending over what they should be. They're always being taxed on it. Milwaukee right now. What do you think they're at with their roster and what tax they're playing? Well, actually, I got some money. uh, I got the money numbers right here. Uh, Committed for this season, Golden State is at the top at uh, $210 million. That's why they had to sell a piece of their team was to get money to yeah. pay the tax. Then you have the Clippers at 197, Milwaukee at 190, Phoenix at 190, okay. Miami at 187, Denver 185, Philly 184.8, Celtics 184.5. Okay, so that's my point. So yeah. if you want to play in with the big boys, if you really want to like really, really, really make a run at it, then you're going to have to understand that you're going to have to pay more than you should. Mm-hmm. That's just the cost of doing business in the championship realm. In the in the bottom feeder, middle of the road, like sure, you can save your money, do it, try to hit it at the right time. They find themselves in a very unique, opportunistic position, and they – be would be fools and then maybe it's just easy for them to lean into it because like it just it's so obvious where they're at they can't they can't put pump the brakes right now they have to they have to pump the accelerator well i i i also think that ownership has known what is coming they know where the extra apron is going to be and they also understand kind of the handcuffs that come with it That's the other part of this that I think it's underplayed is that when you get into the second apron, you lose some things that we take for granted, like being able to go spend five or six million on a mid-level exception to go get a piece that you need, another veteran. And when Drew Holiday became available, I think it kind of changed everything. Like paying Porzingis 30-some-odd million dollars is a pretty big commitment, but a couple days before the season starts – the owner says to Brad Stevens, yeah, sure, go ahead. Like, you made the money balance, but you still shifted $37 million to just one guy. And now you're looking at four $30 million or more $30 million players. That's a hell of a commitment. Ownership knew it, and you nailed it, Christian. 
that's the difference between right now between the Celtics and the Red Sox, just in perception. And even though Sam Kennedy does a great job of running interference for John Henry, people feel, feel, there's a dip, feel like the owner is invested. They see Wick Grosbeck. They know about the spending. They know he gets sad face whenever they lose. You don't feel any of that with the Red Sox. The Red Sox can go out and spend a butt ton of money this offseason, and people will be happy to a point. Because with the Celtics, you really believe that Wick Grosbeck is like, oh, I need another one. I'm so close. And you don't feel that way over at Fenway. Yeah, and even if you look back in the history, just call it the last six or seven years, whatever, as far as the Red Sox, uh, the, their salary, they've always been, they've always had one of the top five rosters as far as salary goes in Major League yeah, they're Baseball. Normally they're always top, up there. They're normally a top eight spend as yeah. well. Yeah, so it's not like, and I think they don't get credit for spending, and it is just more of a perception thing, and I do believe that it has a lot to do with ownership, and and whether it's fair or not has nothing to do with it. It's all the it perception and the feel and the connection. Yeah. Like, listen, Rick Grosbeck is a billionaire, for God's sakes. He was a part of the crew that we were making fun of. There was like a former senator working the, you know, the uh, the a hut in the woods because he wanted to play guitar and stuff like that. And Rick Grosbeck does those things. But the reason people don't break his balls is because he'll spend $200 million on a payroll and won't worry about the second apron. Like, if we were to apply the NBA rules to the way the Red Sox have run things, they never would have pushed like this because they wouldn't have wanted to get into the second apron and all of the kind of handcuffs it can put on you as a general manager. At least that's the feeling of what it would be, given the way they've managed it because of resetting the tax and all that well, kind see, of stuff. Well, see, that's what it is. And it's that's like, what oh, it now is. now we're going to get cheap. Now we're not going to spend like, money. I don't think John Henry is against going into the tax, but it's got to be for the right thing, yes. just like now. But again, I feel like Wick Grosbeck has been waiting for this moment where I feel like Red Sox ownership kind of dreads the moment in which they got to start paying the tax even though they're winning. See, yeah, see, I don't know about that, though, but I do think, and I didn't mean this to turn into a, like a, you know, no, no, a comparison no, we'll, segment. We'll keep going. But I do think it is interesting because you said it, okay, the timing is right. Yes. The timing is right. So you'd be a fool not to double down and uh -huh. and and like and like you know bet like you know on your on your team because and I would think of like if you were to compare like if somehow you could transition like the Celtics roster and their stars and then somehow transition them into like baseball stars like a a starting pitcher would be Jalen Brown or you know an uh, an outfielder would be Tatum and you know Porzingis would be your designated hitter like the power and the star power and the attitude and the attention and the 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 opportunities and like the eyeballs that will be on your team like, of course you would double down. You don't have this guy for a long. He's in his prime. This guy's in his prime. Why would you not add? You're almost at the finish line. Like, the Celtics are so close, and they've been so close for, like, three years, four years. They've always been flirting with it, always in the playoffs. How many times did we hear about how many times they were in the Eastern Conference Championship with no, Brad there was over yeah. and over again? Oh, yeah, and like, from Tatum and Brown. So yeah. uh, you would be anything less – then at championship, like people are going to be angry. Like you can't go to the Eastern Conference Finals. Nobody gives a crap. You can't just go to the NBA Finals and oh, we'll give it the old college try. But we we lost to a more experienced team in the Golden State Warriors. You are the Warriors now. That's right. You're them. You're the standard. You are what everybody else is chasing. You know. So 
I feel like it's like it's 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 like finals are bust. Uh, let's go to Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday, of course, came over in the uh, trade from Portland after he was traded from Milwaukee. And uh, how about this Drew Holiday talking about Celtics fans? Hold on. I had a different one up. Oh, oh. sorry. I screwed it up. You, you, you're reading my writing. Oh, that's right. They're a bit crazy. I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. They, they get rowdy. Um, they get in your face. Definitely one of the best six men in the league, if not the best. I love the aggression. Uh, I love the uh, the environment. I think they care more about hard work on defense and, and getting loose balls and stuff like that over maybe windmill dunks and, and things of that nature. But, again, that's the type of guy I am. I'm ten toes to the ground, and, and I'm going to push and, and grind as hard as I can. So um, the fans are literally insane, and, and I'm proud to be <laughs> I'm proud to be a part of that at, uh, coming in this year. Boy, he, he sounds – I remember saying this about Brogdon or learning this about Brogdon, like the longer, the farther you got into the season, just how just really good he was with like being a pro, the way he spoke, what he said, how he said it, his understanding of his role. Like Brogdon accepted his role and Holiday is 100% accepting his role, what they want him to do, how they want him to do it, where he is in the pecking order, and how he still has a ton of value even though he's not a superstar. Like he's secure in his own skin. He doesn't need you to pat him on the back. He don't he doesn't need to be in the front, you know, of the picture. Like this isn't a like a like a boy band and he's mad that he's not in the middle. Right, that's Tatum and Brown. Let them be like, You don't over need to be stuff, Beyonce. Right. Like, exactly. You don't need to be Beyonce. You can be like he's fine being like, you know, the backup dancer. Well, and Drew Holiday's what, 33 years old, a little more experience, a little more seasoning, seen the world differently, all that kind of stuff. I'm I'm sort of with you on that. Uh we're going to take a look in a deeper dive on the New Orleans Saints. What are they on offense other than not good? Their defense is every bit as good as New England's. Eh, look at the competition that they played. Uh, why Joe Judge is right to be pushing special teams. And how injured is Derek Carr?